0: Time for the Magpie 24-7 podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United. Passionate, unfiltered, Unfiltered. and totally
1: black and white. By fans, for fans. What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the... I thought I was going to say anyone for a podcast, but... We've just got the new intro. What are you doing
0: about the new intro? My 24-7 podcast.
1: New intro, and we'll start off the new intro with with a win. A win, Paul. A flipping win. The streak. The streak is over. Uh, 1-11, and and I believe it is. But it wasn't ended by Steve Bruce. Uh, We're going to go into a lot of detail about today's uh, 2-0 win at Everton. Fantastic win, by the way. Absolutely brilliant win. And it's just nice, Paul. I've been looking forward to this podcast all day I I love it when I look forward to them Usually after a defeat I dread doing them And it's like we're saying the same stuff Same stuff isn't it It came out of the blue I know it was a Literally yeah literally but <laughs> it, it, just it's just nice paul to to be able to say that we've won a game and we can talk about the football because we looked good there was a great game plan in place it, it was the most un newcastle performance of the season compared to what we've been known yeah. for this season it, but um
0: it, to, to be fair that performance was like royalty it was absolute, <laughs> it was absolute, uh, a majestic performance uh, today by uh, Newcastle, totally and utterly out of the blue, myself, yourself and 99.9% of the Newcastle uh, fan base, were not expecting that uh, and we're all giddy, we're all giddy on it, we're like a bunch of kids, yeah, school ground brilliant. kids. Yeah, who's just been sitting there drinking um, (laughs) lots of sugary products. We are absolutely ecstatic. That is more like it. The benchmark made today has been well and truly uh, set. And now it's just a case of rinse and repeat. This is what we want. This is the standards. But what a fantastic day and what a great feeling. Our first win of 2021. And it coincides with our new... um, introductions and everything else like that so yeah
1: it's it, it's it's great man it um the good thing is if we're playing well we can actually talk about the football this week we usually talk about how <laughs> shit are. and bruce still is shit but you know we can we can we can be positive and talk about the football but for me graham jones has came in and um set up very similar to the way he did at luton but he's I think he's getting the best out of the players that he's managed to play today, Paul. Um, yeah, I think. He
0: Guardiola is he's been dubbed on social media this yeah,
1: evening. The Guardiola, they're calling him. But um, after the day, man, I honestly don't blame them. He, was, he he's been he was fantastic the day, and um, I've been posting on social media singing singing his praises because. He's, pro- he's living proof of this myth that's in place um, because Steve Bruce is, like, says we've we'll got high expectations in that in press conferences this week. And he's came in, we've shown a bit of fight, we've shown a bit of heart, he's shown a clear game plan. <laughs> um, Something shown, to buy
0: into, mate. Yes, oh, that's all we
1: want. Something to buy into, and he doesn't have the best track record. I mean, we're mocking him earlier in the week for getting sacked at Luton. Do you know what I mean, mate? And he's came in, showed a clear game plan, showed he clearly cares, and he's putting his foot down. I mean, he's meant to be a coach, but I think in all but name, mate, he's the manager. And Steve Bruce has become the coach as week, a joke, as a joke yeah. on Twitter. Um, it's he's he, he's basically doing what I'm doing, what I've been doing, a football manager for years, and that's sticking me assistant in the interviews and that, and go from there. But, um, no, we'll, we'll get into the team. Paul that started and it looked like it was another five at the back, very cautious and I had, I had I made my feelings known at the time but
0: we were it, worried to pre-game.
1: It turned out to be a, a four at the back which was fantastic to start with but it was more like a, it was more like a, um, like a diamond, diamond, diamond hmm. shape in midfield which was really refreshing to see. Uh, Miggy in his right position caused a lot of problems you had Shelby and Hendrick very much together, and it was, and it was Hayden as a as a defensive midfielder, his actual position, and the difference made me. It was was unbelievable. I mean, I thought it was five at the back, but this four at the back system really did is the makings of um, Graham Jones's imprint on this team. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, who would have known it? mate? who would have known it if you played the players in their correct positions, yeah, and trust them to be able to handle possession and be able to play football, these highly paid and trained professional athletes, if you trust them and put them in a system where it actually suits them, and you actually play a right-back at right-back, and a central midfielder at central midfield, and so on and so forth, you actually get a performance. And how long, I mean, to be fair, even since before Magpie 24-7, I have been... Bashing the drum about Miggy, he's not a false ten or whatever bollocks that Bruce come up with beforehand. (laughs) By the way, I haven't, I haven't. One win doesn't make that you you, like you forget what Bruce is and what Bruce is about and his limitations. But I've banged on this drum since I saw I saw him play. Uh, I watched some Copper America football when that was on and he played the number 10 there internationally and i thought jesus wept. there's not a player who can get closer the defenders cannot keep him out of these games and oh, it's very, it's a very very technical competition it's full-blooded it's a, not it's normally a great watch and i just couldn't the, the thing that caught my attention the most from watching that tournament progress as i went on was miggy our our player um and newcastle we've put him up top we put him out left we put him out right every other uh, position today i thought first half especially mate he was outstanding the team was fantastic um don't get me wrong it was a team performance today but miggy in the middle and he's running and his commitment to, to to the cause and his ability to affect the outcome of the game unbelievable so just once again you know i just hope that we we keep we keep some sort of structure like this, and it was refreshing. People are saying, "Oh, it's Steve Bruce still it's it's you know we've had Luke Edwards banging the drum all this evening. If it's so, if it's Steve Bruce's team, how come we haven't played this formation before? How come uh, that Graham did that previously uh, when he was manager? Don't feed us horseshit. Do not insult our intelligence. Uh, it had his hallmarks all over it tonight. But yeah, fantastic team effort but Miggy, brilliant, Wilson, fantastic, Fabian Share. he's back in the, into his position and, and, and playing that role where he can bring the ball out. So many positives to talk about tonight, mate. And as yeah. you rightfully said, it's positives about the actual football on the pitch and it's not politics, it's not Saudi Arabia-Qatar, it's not uh, the Premier League that we're talking about, it's actual football. And this is what yeah. I think, personally, the second time this season – that we can hand on heart, me and you both say we deserved everything that we got today. We
1: the only other,
0: the only other one where you know we 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 picked up wins against uh, Burnley, uh, Crystal Palace. We picked up uh, victories, Everton as well previously, uh, where we shit housed stuff. There was no shit with yeah. today, mate. We deserved it. The, exactly the same as when we played West Ham, we deserved that win as well. Uh, and it's a fantastic feeling. Long may it continue.
1: It is, mate. It is. It's just nice to be able to talk positively about the team for once, and um, that's what look, we want. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what we want. Don't yeah, want I don't, to complain. I don't, I don't want to sit and be negative all the time, man. And obviously, it's a one game and the first game in a while, so the feeling feels a bit like more so because of the relief that we've managed to pick up three points and results when our way today. Well, that's and that's for
0: everybody as well.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the champion. I mean, we've been told we expect Champions League and that, and just to be, just to, just to just see it, uh, a, 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 an actual game plan in place and it being, it being done well by the players and executed to perfection by every single one of the players today. Every single one of them comes out of that game with their head held high, and mm-hmm. it's fantastic to see it. Me. I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. go into the game, and I just don't it was, think Everton. Yeah. Everton had a, had anything forward. Every time the ball was getting into midfield, there was instant pressure straight away. Hendrick Shelby, Almiron Wilson, fraser the the push straight on as a team and cohesively. Credit, Joe, mate. Before, before, Graham, before Graham Jones, it was a free man press. You get Shelby, you get you get a cluster. Whoever, just pick a. Pick a player with a they, they, they'll be they'll be one or two there'll be one or two players in the press and then once you beat the press it'll be 20 30 yards before you the next newcastle player no cohesiveness no nothing but today the press is a team the press as a unit and it's it's it, it was great to see we'll win the ball because yeah. like all games at the minute paul dreading it just absolutely flipping breaking it or oh, ever not going to pick one well part of the day but 10 15 minutes into the game i'm thinking We're playing flipping good. We look like a football team. Um, I'm being told to flip and calm down, and that it's only 15 minutes in. Because I remember Man City where we pressed them for 10 minutes and then we fell apart. Fell apart. But we're just we looked like a cohesive team for the first 45 minutes. I was I was proper proper buzzing. Like Newcastle could have lost the day playing like that, and I would have been. I would still been like. A little bit more a little bit happier, do you know what I mean? Than we yeah. we we'll have been in recent games where we've been getting hammered and played off the football in park. Do you know what yeah, I mean?
0: It, exactly. We started the game like you know, normally uh, previous weeks Newcastle looked like they're, they're still in, in the in, in the dressing room, 15, 20 minutes gone. There was none of that today from the first uh, from the first ball to the last ball, uh were you know there was scrapping, there were kicking they were letting Everton know that they were going to get the game. So, you know, looking at the two teams, you sit there and think they've got the advantage with regards to quality. Looking at uh, Richarlison, you're looking at uh, Calvin uh, Lewin, you're looking at all over the pack. They've got some quality players and nobody can can deny that. But every single um, Newcastle player stuck to the job, stuck to the task, and was were determined. And yeah, there were little kicks here and there. And I, I like to see a little bit of that. I like to see it shows that the passionate they, they can say you can be as good as you want. You're not getting past us. You're not outwitting us. And it was constant all the way through. Give credit where credit is due. The likes of Shelby, Hendrick were, you know, they had their best games in such a, a long time. It was unbelievable. Newcastle were 20, 30 yards further up the field, and that is what we've been screaming out for. All of uh, you know all of the time. You had Shelby. There's no point putting Shelby outside of the box because he's lazy with regards to his de- defensive responsibilities, his shape, his mobility. He's not got that. But what he does have is a pass and a shot. So get him into areas where it can be effective and get the best out of John Joe Shelby to benefit the team. Uh, yep. and, and, and 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 all over the place, it was common sense decisions were being made. Putting Manquillo in, he's your best right back put him in. Uh, I will just add at this point, the fact that Yedlin wasn't involved in the squad today, and the fact Richie wasn't involved in the squad today, I actually think they may be leaving before the transfer um, dealings are done with, because his work permit issue was supposedly sorted out, uh, so that that's a little bit of a, of a side note there, but I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I can say I was proud, and I was behind every single one of those players. I started out, I told you before we came on, I started watching the game on my phone, I was like, I can't be bothered to go down and this, that, and the other, and and and, and to, to see it all unfold. I'm just, I'm just going to watch it on my phone. I'm um, talking to the missus and watching a bit. Not bad, not bad at all. And you know, uh, yeah, a, a couple of grumbles maybe with early set pieces, but I was a little bit encouraged with set pieces. Yeah, it was the, admit, it was the, really good. Yeah, the possession. I thought the possession was good, and I was like, well, I want to go downstairs and put this on the TV, um, and watched it on the TV, and I was thoroughly entertained. I wasn't demanding Champions League football right then. I was just, I had a smile on my face. I was watching good football with a plan, with a purpose. Newcastle were pretty much 50-50 for possession all the way through. We were getting more corners, more chances created, getting shots away on target. Yeah. There, you know, Pickford had a couple of good saves, tip one under the bar. Uh, and and I, and I was encouraged, and like you said, even if the result hadn't gone our way today, I'd have still been infused. I'd have taken a little bit off leads, a little bit today, and thought there's something to work with there. But if yeah. the game went on, the players were like, we, we can do this. And we've been told that we're shit for so long. This guy's come along, this um, Jordi, Guardia, you know, Jordi Guardiola, yeah. or Gensick yeah. Guardiola. And, and, you know, actually what he said makes sense. And you could see on some of the photos the club released, Luke Edwards, check your bloody facts. Um, that, you know, that he has been on the training pitch. He has been working on, on on set pieces. He's a Geordie. He's going to know the problems that that you know. He's not like a fake a fake one like uh, Agent Bruce, but he's going to know the problems that we've been you know been exploring. We've said before the game even started, mate. He was dressed up. He came in his first interview. was wearing a, a suit. He's looking smart. He's talking like the manager. And then I'm watching him on 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 the touchline today. And he's everything that Bruce isn't. You know, in the same way that Rafa used to sit there and micromanage the game as the game was going on. Yeah. I'm not saying he's in the same league as a Rafa, but he was out in the box and he was coaching the players as the game his went passion. on.
1: Just clear, You yeah. Usually how Bruce said, picking up. The and,
0: and there was a connection. There was yeah. a connection between the players and him. what You could see Bruce in the background and it looked as if he was putting his orders down for his. Um, you know, for, his, uh, for his pizza yeah. and kebab order uh, afterwards. What what do you want from Domino's on the way back on the coach? But there was none of that from Graham. He was focused. You could tell throughout the match. And yeah. anything that slightly he, went uh, wrong, he was there, and we adjusted it. And as the game went on and developed, mate, what I really liked is. That Newcastle were being flexible. We were changing. Occasionally, 10 minutes, they might have some extra possession. He was dropping uh, players back into spaces. He was getting them to still work. He was telling them, and you could he was shouting instructions. He was come on, I believe lads, you're gonna turn it round. And he just bought into it and the players bought into it, mate. It, and so fan- we we have yes. as well. I'm and It was fantastic them, yeah. to be able to to watch it. and 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 it was um it was absolutely Amazing. And I went at halftime and uh, it's the first time this season I you know I I was smiling, I was bubbling. Um and that was before we'd even scored a goal, mate. I yeah.
1: was just Grinning like a cheshire cat, like you know what I mean. It was it was really refreshing to see me because it's just so different from what we've been used to. I mean, you've got a manager there, barking and order. Well, yeah, you do. You do have a manager, barking and orders on the touchline, making sure your team's in check. Whereas you just usually have Bruce standing there and he just kind of picking his picking his teeth, rubbing his face, yeah, rubbing his face, seeing what's on. Just eat. Just looking at these, the
0: dirty just,
1: just, just running through the motions, mate. Looking completely emotionless to the entire situation. You've got Graham Jones there, hungry and keen. And I don't care where he's been in the past. Yeah, Luton, he might have failed, whatever. But this man's been around the block. He's been around some great managers in his time. Do you know what I mean? He's he's, he's well experienced at coaching, mate. And you can tell that the, the teams have been well. The team has been well coached since the league prepared. game. The league yeah. game because they, they look prepared. I've seen more with Graham Jones in the last. In the in the last ninety minutes, and I've seen from Steve Bruce in eighteen months, mate. Because yeah. we looked at what a game plan. Well, the team pressed as a team and not as individuals. There wasn't. I mean, in it going forward, we, we were unbelievable. We took our chance as well. When you went to press, when you went to counter, when you went, when the went the retreat. We are we, just new today. It was just everything was was just there, mate, and it just rolled. Yeah. Through. It was like oil in a well worked machine. It was being yeah. rusted the past eighteen months under Bruce. It was, um, it was
0: the, the easiest way to put it is it was the opposite of everything it was under just Steve Bruce and Steve Castle. You know, it was opposite, and it, there was just moments though in between. You know, all all of the old guard was stood there together, huddled up into one corner of the very cramped technical area at uh, Woodison Park. Um, and then you had Graham, jo- Graham Jones, like he, he was just stood by himself. But I tell you something. He had confidence, he had bottle, he had nerve, he had steel, he had two eyes in his head, and he had a mouth and a voice. And that is all you need. While the uh, rest of those uh, useless bastards were stood at the back, like you say, scratching about, thinking about what they were going to have on the team coach on the way back, he was like, no, I'm not having this. I'm not having uh, my club go down and struggle. And it was a huge day. Obviously, results made as well went for us, but... Phew, First half, I was just praying that Steve Bruce wouldn't fuck it up. I was sitting there going, "I hope and pray that they have gagged that silly old bastard and chucked him in a cupboard somewhere." I know they're out in the car park at the moment, aren't they? Goodison Park, the changing rooms for the away uh, the away team at the moment, um, with all the COVID stuff. And I just thought, I hope that somebody has just like forced him on the coach or something like that, so that he doesn't ruin what has been a fantastic forty-five. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm a greedy to be wanting another 45 of that, uh, you know, because we've had such little hope and decent football to feed off. I was I was petrified about that at halftime. But no, se- second half, yeah, they had a little bit of a spell evident. <clears throat> you would expect so with the quality that they've got. And, and they've got a fantastic manager. It's, it's also worth noting that. Uh, a good, healthy budget. They're able to sign quality, fantastic, exciting players. And if they'd have won these games they've got in hand, they could have been in the top four bit, you know.
1: But oh, Newcastle yeah. on their own team,
0: we made them look very ordinary. I felt,
1: yeah. But um, there's a point you made about about uh, the the diamond system before that. I want to that I want to uh, mention because yeah. you look at how well Shelby and Hendrick played today. I think it was because they had the protection from Isaac Hayden. Because the amount of times where the They get beat, them two, Hendrick and Shelby, and they're just completely lost. But every time Hayden managed to sweep the shit up, mate, and sort it out. Do you know what I mean? And that protection allowed Jonjo to go forward. It allowed him to have more time on the ball. It allowed him to express himself a little bit more. And I think we've seen the best that Jonjo Shelby's played in... I'd probably say since the Man City game last year when he scored that rega. Um, and yeah. I think the last time I've I seen Shelby play really well, um, like that. But um, yeah, it was. It, I mean, just this diamond system. It seems to work a lot better, and I'm really happy that uh, Graham Jones's um thoughts has been taken up, taken upon because obviously there was talk initially that this wasn't really uh. Welcome, idea by Bruce, which I still believe it wasn't his decision. I think it's been made over his head. If I'm, if I've I'm seen what he come
0: out with, oh, mate, did you see what he came out with when
1: what he was speaking to? Mind?
0: Yeah, he says, Oh, it was my idea. I, I, I went to Lee Charney and I suggested it. It was me, it was all me. And I'm sitting there going, and all of a sudden, Carl Pilkington popped back into my head. And I, I tweeted this out, Bullshit, bullshit and then, uh, Bullshit, man. Yeah, I thought, yeah, bullshit man has come back. I thought there's no way that you want... It. And and if, if he did want an extra coach, and our our bench was looking particularly crowded, but if we did want another coach, he'd have been called Steve. We all know that. We all know that. He'd he have been a useless bastard. Um, but no, I mean, you look at the CV of of, of this lad. Uh, he's followed, obviously, uh, Roberto Martinez, uh, through with, uh, you know, Swansea, He's um followed him through as he's gone to Everton, then on to Belgium. He's worked with the Belgium national setup. You know mug if you get there. Do you know what I mean? You, you no, know you know mug at all. And he said he's picked different things up from different managers and different styles and different situations. And you look at some of them teams, the Swansea team were a good attacking team who were defensively solid. Uh Belgium, again, I would say I would say very much uh you know, very much the same. He's being well spoken about. Yes, he had a, a brief stint at management. It didn't work. But I'll tell you something. At least he's held his hands up and said, No, it's not for me. I'm a coach and I'm a good coach and I'm going to stick at that. Um, and he's been offered the chance to to come to come home. And I've seen comments about, well, you know, now it'll take another 10 games to get rid of Bruce. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just pleased that we won a game of football. I think by the end of the season, Bruce will be gone anywhere. My personal belief is, if the the takeover progresses at the rate that we've been led to believe, fingers crossed, and all, the takeover will be the thing that gets rid of Steve Bruce. But in the meantime, let's have some good football. Let's see some good set pieces. Let's have a little bit of excitement. We've got nothing else to play for, mate, apart from um, just getting cementing that. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. to forty points, and then seeing how how far up the league we can uh, finish. So why not? put in performances like that uh, where you're purring over some of the performances. Callum Wilson today, an absolute beast of a a colossus. He re- again, I know we don't do scoring the players, but if if I did, and I've not looked at Lee Ryder's score tonight or anything else like that, um, but he would have got 10 for me. He scored two. He could have scored four. He could have scored five. He's a greedy, uh, greedy, greedy, greedy player. But um, no, it, it, it's, got, it's got to be got to be credit. It's um, you know thank you even if that's just if that's the highlight of the rest of the season. The, the, it is nice to, for once just to have a little bit of hope, a smile on your face, and be able to think positively about the future because there's so much mate that's wrong with our football club, from the ownership to the managing director to the PR company to some of the shoddy uh, deals that we've signed, some of the pathetic players like Ashlaf Lazar, who we've signed, Savé taking the piss, draining money out of the club. There's so much negativity and shit with the club, Steve Bruce being associated. Thank you, Graeme, for just giving us something. It is the best feeling we have had this season without a shadow of a fucking doubt. And, And going into the second half, mate, I was jumping up and down. I was fully back into it, and I'm actually looking forward to the next match, which is the first time I can say that since probably West before the West Ham game. When I was thinking, that it's a new season, fantastic, get back to the football. I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to the game of football uh, on Tuesday. I just hope that now the bar's being set that we continue at that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I disagree at some point, Paul, regarding the Bruce Out thing, because I honestly believe mentally. I'm like it's fixated in my head now that I think Bruce is already out the door. I just think he's there. He's just hovering about like an old smell, yeah. to be honest. And I think
0: he'll it, be he will be gone, mate. He will be gone. Honestly, but before I think at the end of this season, regardless of uh form or this, that, and the other, I, I think I think Ashley will keep him in as long as he owns the club because he's a cheap option. But all I'm saying is don't fixate on let's having ten losses to get him out of the door. Let's just think he's going to be out of the door regardless. Shortly, we know that we know yeah. he's shit. We know he's not good enough. But let's hope in the meantime that, like, so, uh, Graham being around, hopefully one or two signings coming in. Who knows that might that win to that win today might help us. You look at Lingard who's gone to West Ham over Newcastle, um, probably because he's thinking, well, do I want to go for a team who looks like they're certain to be relegated? I could, because there's there's no future there. Who knows? That result might just turn a head or two and we may be able to get somebody signed in. I know we're gonna not going to sign Jeff Williams, which I'm gutted about. I really really am because I wanted him to, to to come and join us. Uh, but who knows what it can do. But Bruce will be gone and he'll be gone soon because as soon as we change ownership, me and you and fourth mate, he's not good enough. Uh, he's yeah, not good enough at, at all. And there's not an ownership in the world that I think he's good enough. Apart from Mike Ashley who just wants somebody cheap
1: yeah, but I think honestly, mate, in all but like actual name, actual role, it's not official. But I, I honestly think they've brought Graham Jones in to be head coach, if not like alongside Steve Bruce. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because Steve no, Bruce yeah. had no input in that at all. But nah. we'll, uh, we'll move into the second half, mate, and we go up here in Everton. Don't so many times a season where we're level with a team at half time. And we just fall fall by the wayside, mate, and the game passes were by because the other yeah, team Bruce won't works it.
0: his magic.
1: But, <laughs> but uh, it's usually the case, mate, honestly. But Everton didn't get any, get any clear cut chances, really. I mean, Dolo ought to make one stop, but it was like a half chance. It's not what he's accustomed to, which is making a world class save to keep winning it, it um, every five minutes. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, and then the second half we just went up like, again yeah, and the it took little like seventy minutes, but we we're knocking on the door. Callum Wilson had a one on one chance. The first one he's had in a long time, but he put it wide. And I honestly thought he brought honestly thought he bulged the net, but he put it wide and it's a big chance and we'll miss it. And it's like we've what we've been accustomed to as fans maybe we we're thinking that might be the only chance we do get, but yeah. we'll never <laughs> give up <laughs> you're
0: honestly. right. You're right, because normally we only have maybe what one shot, maybe two shots on target per game. So you're seeing that chance go begging after Pickford made a fantastic. I tell you what, it was I know we take the piss out of him and rightfully so, the little gobshite. but uh, he made a fantastic stop in the in you know in the first half that that header. And, and to be fair, they should have been very much more woken up by that. But when that went in, he was dying for the offside flag to come up or something like that. You could tell it's like ah oh, fuck. You know, but that that's the sign of him, mate. He's still getting into the positions. Despite the fact you're going on a game, you know, a little run where you haven't scored much, he's still, he's you know, he's getting into the positions. At least he was definitely making the runs today and he was probably encouraged by what he saw around him and the energy yeah.
1: and the enthusiasm.
0: Well, he hit uh, the ball, right. on the
1: post, didn't he? He hit, the, yeah. he hit the ball from the safe, from Pickford, from the corner, and then Start he went. With the crack and then he went around the goalkeeper, and he didn't quite bend his foot around nah. the ball, probably, and it hit the post. But the goal. You We are knocking on the door. We we'll keep going and keep pushing, and this corner goes in. And like I says, I've gave Shelby, Shelby, me a little bit of credit for today. Obviously, we've slated him a lot on this podcast, so it's only fair when he right, does. Given that bit of at this right. this corner was really, really good. Uh, you could tell it's been worked on in the training ground by the looks of things. Uh, Wilson, yes, we've been
0: we've been shit alls. We've been shit the entire eighteen month at fucking corners that uh, Steve Bruce has been in. No imagination, no plan, no fucking nothing. Now ends with uh, a shot on uh, on our own fucking goal, a, a, a corner like fucking hell. we've been shit at corners like all for two I, fucking long
1: this, this one was really good paul i was really yeah, impressed i was like also went to the edge of the edge of the 6 yard box and the header is on un- believable, it goes across the goalkeeper across little arms <laughs> and uh, into, into the back of the net and we'll go one nil up, and I was so so happy to say we'll go one nil up because I'm thinking, we deserve that do you know what I mean, we're knocking on the door, we're pushing we're making it difficult for mm. them um, we're fouling them in the right places, being proper being proper little shit houses. and I like that do you know what I mean, it shows that the care, shows that they've got a little bit of bite about them, a little bit of a little bit of bottle, do you know what I mean, I like that, and we're frustrating the hell out to Everton and it came true with that goal and I just I just think we broke Everton at that point mentally because at home Goodison Park and that they've been they've been pretty fit and solid this season only being beat off I think Man United at home and and Spurs barring them you know they've been pretty solid they even I think Drew nil nil to the champions at home um so you you know they're a decent side and we we broke them on that goal mate because the response was not there. Calvert-Lewin is amazing against Newcastle. I think it was five and four before today. We and, saw
0: it ourselves, mate, didn't we, in person?
1: Yeah, last time yeah. out. He didn't he didn't even get close, mate. He, Jamal LaSalle, before he went off, was unbelievable in marking him. Um, every time he got the ball, he got tackled. Every time he got the ball, uh, he was just made to look very average. I know he's highly rated, and I do rate Calvert-Lewin highly, but he's made it look very bang average today, because we defended with a game plan and defended with discipline and looked like a team that had a plan ready for him. James Rodriguez, all of Everton's talents, we had a plan for today, and it's really refreshing to see, mate.
0: Yeah, absolutely fantastic. But yeah, set pieces today were a billion times better. And again, Luke Edwards. Um yeah, what what have you got to say? How come magically all of a sudden According to you, Steve Bruce managed to sort this out, did he? He hasn't done it for the previous 18 months, but all of a sudden some guys appointed some other Geordie. He's came in and then all of a sudden we're actually, uh, you know, we're having in-swingers, out-swingers. We're aiming for near post, far uh, far post. We're actually finding the heads of people. You know, it's no coincidence. Everton, mate, they should have been red alert from the first half when, when Pickford uh, tipped it over. Should have been. That should have been a wake up call for them, but it wasn't. And they allowed Callum Wilson uh to do what he does fantastically well. Um he got up, brilliant header, fantastic Pickford, quality footage of that little bastard sitting there, paddying, not happy, weight of the world on his shoulders and everything, looking pissed off. And um yeah, it was just a just a great thing to say. I'd have been over the moon, mate with a nil nil. And as the game was going on, it was just before the goal, I was sitting there thinking, well, a point. It gets us into the 20s. And, you know, he's sitting there thinking
1: it stops the rot. It's a it's a different like and the nil nil with like Liverpool would would have been a massive difference with today's uh, t- today's result if it was a nil nil draw because we looked more we looked like we had more intent we had more bottle even if we as I said earlier if we had lost I think we would have looked I think fans would have been like right well there's something there for Palace in midweek do you know yeah. what I mean even if we're there's no we like, made. Exactly. There was
0: no shit house at all. We didn't have to sit there and think, fuck me, we've had more luck than uh, than Jam has, uh, you know, than Hartley's has Jam. There was none of that whatsoever. There wasn't a, a, every single player. I, you know, Manquio came in, he did fantastic. Um, uh, you know, I thought Fabian Chair was unbelievable. Jamal Lewis, where did that come from? That's that yeah. looked like a I was 15. We are
1: the second goal to, to praise his performance, but oh, yeah, he was hell, definitely his best performance in black and white. Well, I say black and white, it, it was a luminous, yeah, <laughs> and yellow today, but a Newcastle shirt, let's just say that. <laughs> um, yeah, he was, yeah, he was absolutely brilliant today, mate. He, he, he was defensively sound, and I seen a, a picture from after the game of uh, Graham Jones with the, the arm around the shoulder which is fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Because Steve Bruce never man, does Man management. management. It is, it's man management. It's just saying, look, you need to, you're need you doing this great, but you, you need to work on this. And the second goal, mate, was unbelievable. Everton overcommit. Maxi picks up the ball. Who just came on at the time. It's good to see him slowly getting back to full fitness. But
0: sprinting back, man. Sprinting back just to keep the ball in, from stopping it from going out for a
1: throw yeah. in. That I is I the
0: lost, level of commitment and work rate. goal.
1: Uh, the ball goes to Jamal Lewis and he gets the ball into Wilson, who has the sp- who has the the space of Liverpool to himself. The ball goes in. Obviously, Jamal Lewis could have waited and could have waited and took. Well, there was the ball another two ball. behind him as well, mate. Yeah, he did, and it was a it was well crossed into Wilson. His first touch was wasn't very good. I thought if the keeper was a bit off his line, he would have he would have got the whipboard. But Wilson, you what know, wee arms! The most, <laughs> the most, most <composed laughs> bloke in the country at that given point. One on one with Pickford, buries it in the bottom corner. Seemers. Two, more, five minutes to go. Absolutely fit and brilliant. I was, um, it, honestly, I went wild when that goal. and it was proper, it was just proper relief me because it's been so long since we've had a had a win. It's been so long since we've had a positive podcast. It's, it's been so long for everything, and all of it just kind of flushed out at that point. And I was so so happy to see we will play so well and it'd be rounded off within a with a really tidy finish from Colin Wilson. And the worst thing is he could have scored more and even acknowledged that he sell it's one hell of a yeah um it's it's a nice thing to see that he was just he had the mentality oh, I could have scored a hat trick with he I had chances. Like, mm. Uh he could have
0: could have had four or five mate you, to, you, to, you totally totally right.
1: Even if he scores, it's it's usually it's usually the other way around. Usually he doesn't get enough chances to convert, and if he scores one out of one, great. But he had four or five good chances a day, and he converted two of them. And he'll take all the plaudits. He'll take the he'll take uh, he take the match winners medal and, and go. Well, he won't get a medal. We don't do well, medal man, but,
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Man, man, man of the match performance, wasn't it? Yeah. And he got the man of the match uh, before, but you know he he was very very honest in what he said after the match as well. Like you said, I could have scored three. I could have scored four or five t- today, but us all—and it wasn't talking about individuals—us all said we needed to pull our finger out and get on with it. And that is that is what we've done. And even though all of the shit that Steve Bruce has put us through, that is the mark of—I mean, what you know, dignity and grace and class—you know—knows no ends. He still took the time to to thank and appreciate Steve Bruce. Uh, we'll get onto Steve Bruce's comments after, after the game shortly because I wasn't as blown away with that as I was with some of the other stuff. Uh, but you're quite right. You saw, you know, you, you, Graham, again, um, just like <laughs> his manager, like you say, in every other way, the way he appears, the way that he goes on, the way that he acts, everything else like that. But I, I thought the entire move, even when Jamal Lewis. I, I loved the little interplay between ASM and Lewis. I loved the fact that Lewis accelerated, and he was just bombing on, but with purpose. You had, you, I had a feeling and confidence in him to do it. The cross was a beauty of a, a cross because he could have took it in and took a shot himself. But yeah, if yeah. you look behind, Dan, from from one of the views, it showed you Shelby and perhaps uh, Jeff Hendrick bursting a gut like it, like it mattered.
1: So it much was, to them it, that they were so going to score. It, There's it, a goal. There's a
0: goal, and, and we haven't done that. And and do you know the the lead score when they had they broke on us and they had four or five players in the box and bam, yeah. it was that level of uh, passion and commitment. But for Newcastle, for, for, for once, it wasn't a dodgy penalty made. It wasn't a free kick that shouldn't have been gave. It, it wasn't an own goal. It, it was just it was just like putting the cherry on top of the cake that second goal. Yeah, and it was pure, uh, pure If you turn it up loud, right, and I've, I mean, I've been down here, I've been driving around down here and I've had that commentary on a couple of times and the sound when that ball hits the back of the net, it's pure and utter uh, filth and he's going to get such a boost from that mate and he's going to be sitting there thinking, Crystal Palace, I want, I want some of that. I know they've won today, but he's got to be thinking, I want to have some of that. I'm going to notch again on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and and that is, uh, it, it's huge for us because he scores, he, he scores so, if you look, I don't know what the percentage is of his goals are to our total goals. I don't know that figure off the top of my head, but it's got to be. It's well very, over,
1: it's well over 50 or 60%.
0: Yeah. So um, it's got to, it's got to be a, a, a big number. So he, when when he scores, when Newcastle scores, it's, it's normally him. Um, but, yeah, that, that's got to do. And in going into that Crystal Palace game, he'll be sitting there thinking, I should have had a bastard hat trick today. I, I, and and that, that might, again, that might irk him a little bit. So he starts the next match again with a little bit of attitude. And I thought that every single Newcastle player today had a little bit of attitude, had a little yeah. bit of a nasty streak in them, had literally looked as, as as if they'd been fed on piss and dust all week. And they were ravenous. So we're fucking yeah. ravenous yeah. for it. And, and and it's exactly what I've been saying on, on the view from the van, is that I want to see a little bit of anger and rage at the position that we're in. We should be angry. We're, at the, we're towards the foot of the Premier League. We've been bummed by Ber- Brentford reserves and knocked out the cup. We've pulled our uh, pants down and gone out of the FA Cup with not even a fucking whimper. And we were having a pathetic season. So, yeah, no I do want the players to be angry.
1: So it needs, to be, it needs to be, right?
0: That's what needs to be.
1: Yeah, for, for definite. And uh, a couple of other um, mentions for the day, because Lewis was, as he says, Lewis was fantastic. Wilson. Unbelievable. Miggy fantastic. covered every blade of grass. We mentioned Miggy earlier on, but honestly, you play that bloke in the right area and he, and he just does wonders for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he caused Everton so many problems today, man. Um, If you look at who played centre-attack midfield for them and who played centre-attack midfield for us, if you asked the neutral which one played for Real Madrid, the, none of them, not one of them would be saying for Thomas Rodriguez uh, after, uh, uh, on, based on today's performance. Do you know what I oh, mean?
0: You know I've, I've got to stop you there, mate, when you've mentioned his fucking name. One little <laughs> thing that did grind my fucking gears from today, the little bitch, it was like watching uh, something of uh, Grand Theft. You're, you're representing a working-class uh, you know, club in a working-class city. and, and oh, I'm sorry, but he made Mickey look like Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Stop <laughs>
0: dropping. I, I mean, I I know that Everton are the Sunderland of Merseyside. I accept that. So you know, I accept that mentality, and I accept there's, a, I think, a little bit of beef over the years. I don't know why, but it's crept in between the, the you know, between the two clubs. But I'm sorry, you you were soft as fuck. It's a contact sport, um, and yeah, we put a few meaty little. Uh, tackles in, and I thought Jeff Hendrick had a fantastic... He was booked for it. I was like, what? The, the fuck off, yeah, aren't that weird? That Get on was, with it.
1: That but, challenge was a really good challenge, and uh, you got the ball in that. You got yellow for what it. yellow it. card? Stuart Atwell didn't make the best of decisions today, but in the in hindsight, mate, I don't really... The, don't really they reviewed care. it?
0: You know, but I, I was just like, there was one or two of their players who were just soft,
1: Recall the similar I think he oh. went down. Honestly, he was... he, mm. he went he went he went down more times in a prosy in the red district, mate. I mean, he did like he was flipping. He was right for it the night. Uh, Recall uh, well the day. Recall us almost was like, but um, mm. it, it was just a really good team performance, mate. Manquillo played really well. It was refreshing to see a right back play well in the right back position. Yeah, that is recovered from
0: COVID. I it seems. Hope,
1: I hope he can keep that spot nailed down now because obviously. I think on paper, he's the best right-back, for sure. Instead of playing playing the pinwheel, Bruce, uh, which one plays today, keep playing Manquillo, if fully fit, because uh, Croft isn't good enough, Murphy's not a um, full-back, and obviously, I'll touch on in a minute, at Yedlin is uh, going to Galatasaray, but um, yeah. no, it was just a good team performance, mate, all round, and it was nice to yeah. see. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't a weak cog, was there?
0: There wasn't a weak cog. From um, from from goalkeeper, you know, from goalkeeper forward. I still maintain the only change that I would make personally, and this isn't a, a, a knock on him today because he I didn't have anything to do. I would have Dubravka back in. He's he's uh, the club's number one. He's my number one. Uh, Dalo's deputised and done very very well, and I understand that he's wanting to reward him with continued uh, appearances. But I still think Dubravka's the, the better keeper. But a, a, apart from that. Um, to a man, I would I would have clapped every single one of them. If we'd have been there this season, made like last season when we were there, we'd have been singing out our our hearts out, singing the praises, and uh, yeah. yeah, right rightfully so.
1: It's a shame. You know.
0: Right the way through.
1: It is. It's a, it's a shame because I've been there each of the last three seasons. I was talking to Alice, Alex Hurst about this true, uh, from True Face podcast. Uh, I, I says I've been there the last three years. I says it's a shithole of a ground, but it, especially if you're in the higher tier, it's an our view. but... It just I haven't seen Newcastle win there in the three times I've been, so it's just something typical COVIDs about and and stuff. That it would just be nice to be down there to see that see the performance he was seeing, and I and I uh, definitely agreed with him. But yeah, uh, yeah. The, they,
0: they definitely need a new stadium, like the stadium and the views and everything else like that.
1: Is like the, sh- sh- the view from the lower tier, is absolutely ridiculous. W- uh, what
0: were we before? Were, were we like six? No, we were right at the front, weren't we?
1: Yeah, we were right at the front. Air. pitch was, side. Yeah, pitch literally pitch side. It's a really it's fucking, bad view. Like, it was shite. Yeah. That it was. was
0: one of the worst. I mean, we we've we've watched Newcastle up, down, east, west, north, south, all that sort of thing. And um that from from views wise, the seats are awful. There's not much space. Um and you're just, you're just relying on, on, on the atmosphere and the bandit to have a good time, a good experience there. But uh, it was a lot easier watching the match today. But like you said, I would have loved to have been in the way end because the way end would have been bouncing. It would have been full of voice, full of singing and singing everything. But, Joneses, but yeah. yeah, but even at home, even at home, I was sitting there singing, who's that team we call United? I was still giving it large. I was bouncing up and down. Um, just absolutely happy. It's amazing what one. Good performance can do, and 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 from, you know, I know that will have been replicated all over the northeast and far far beyond. Uh, and this is a fan base who gets slagged off for saying we demand Champions League and shit like that. We don't. Yeah. Look at the response. Look at social media afterwards. Made it is literally popped and is fizzing with excitement, uh, with positive it's the best energy.
1: Thing I've had on social media. Yeah. It- probably in the top two since Magpie 24-7 started. Obviously, West Ham, was. it was nice after West Ham. Obviously, the takeover stuff when we first joined Twitter and stuff and joined um, Facebook was Magpie 24-7 and that. But for one game, it's the best it's been since we started, probably Magpie yeah. 24-7, in, in my opinion. Like, But um, on to the post-match now, Paul, and um, little Luke Edwards, eh? um this, There's always one. I mean, I, I, um, He put a port, he put a tweet up at the start of the week, I think, um, saying he, he got a lot of abuse and that, and, and um, he, the B Kane campaign and that, which I completely agree with, um, and, and stuff. But he was going on about the way the club was at the time and how he, and how he was. Now I I, I, it, I tweeted at the time. I hope you're all right, mate, and I still hope he is all right despite the shit he's been getting. But um, he, I, I literally says if if Bruce was doing well. He'd be Gordon fans every week. He'd be at fans every week. Newcastle winning today, and the way he went on, was not of a journalist. Not professional at all. Proper Gordon and antagonising fans. Literally spouting utter lies, at the situation. Downplaying uh, Graham Jones' involvement in uh, training. Saying he wasn't at training uh, at any point in the week. Saying um, it it sparked at Leeds, even though we played a different formation. Um, just downplaying Graham Jones and, and saying we should be praising Steve Bruce and not Graham Jones. Now I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Luke, but I've just as a journalist, I'm starting to really lose respect for you. I really am. Um, I mean, I don't. Where, where's,
0: be... where's the fact? Where's he fact-checking, mate? And this is the thing that pisses me off. It's not only Luke. Uh, Luke's one of the worst for it, but it's, he's not the only one because you look at the the um, the, the Sky pundits and even before the match today. Uh, Paul Merson trying to pretend like he was reinventing the wheel and stuff like that, and I pulled him up on that. But you're quite correct to get Luke Edwards. He he hasn't been on. It was his exact words. He hasn't been on the training pitch. He's not been involved in any sessions. Blah blah blah. And then you can produce umpteen different photos, which the club did. And any respectable journalist, full time journalist who's covering the club, you think would know is 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 bread and butter. What
1: no should, or.
0: All he's interested in, mate, is is, is gauding up fans uh, and taking advantage and trying to take the piss out and insult our intelligence. We know far more about the club, and like me and you, you know, you've got your uh, you know commitments on with university, with uh, family and stuff, and obviously I've got my commitments with work, uh, you know, and family and stuff as well. So we've got a lot on, and then Magpie twenty four seven on top, um, and but. For Luke, that's his full time job. That's what he gets paid to do. Yeah, it's uh, it would, fantastic. We would love anything like that, of course we would. And he can't even get his facts straight. He doesn't yeah. know right the and wrong. Is, it,
1: it, it is very much Luke Edwards today. Um, since since full time, he's just been on a full scale attack of the Newcastle fans. And it proved what I said right last week. If if rules were reversed and Newcastle were doing well, he would be proper attacking Newcastle fans. And it's a we can't even enjoy a win because we're giving Graeme Jones the credit he flipping deserves. He's came in on four days notice from Bournemouth, out the back also of Bournemouth, came up here, didn't get a good reception from Newcastle fans and he's came in and turned and uh, turned what would have been a defeat today and it a flipping m- magnificent three points. Mm. But he downplays Bruce, it. His yeah. well done, Bruce. The bloke was passionate on the touchline. He gave everything he had, and he drilled them players to play football today and outplayed one of the best teams in the league. Yet yeah, Luke Edwards will sit on his, on, sit on his sofa on certainly saw fan tweet shit saying it's Steve Bruce that was the that was the difference today. The difference was Graham Flippin Jones, and I refuse to say, I refuse to believe it's anything else. Yeah, because I'm sick of people. I'm sick of people like this. Paul instigating and antagonising. The end of the day, he gets paid by a national newspaper to tweet about Newcastle United and he's doing a piss poor job when he's antagonizing Newcastle fans and winding them up. And then in the same in the same couple of, in within the next few days be saying, I'll read my article. Do you know it's not good, Paul? It's not no. It's just com- controversy to cause cash, in my opinion, and it really pisses us off because yeah. at the end of the day, you should be saying, Graham Jones has done really well. I know he's mate- mates with Steve Bruce, fair enough, but at the end of the day, mate, he, he-, he kind of downplayed for, and Jones, because of that, man, The he came in, you- they used his formation and his tactics from Luton, and it worked. So why are you downplaying him and saying he wasn't at training and stuff when he was a trainer, and he was making, th- and he and he has made things happen today. He's hit the ground running. I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say he's obviously t- going to take one results. We'll see that in the future. But he's came in four days' notice, trained with the players, drilled them well. Yeah. And give, him I'm gonna give, give him credit. I'm going to give him credit where credit Jim. He deserves. And yeah, it might be a it might be a bit of a jokey title saying Graham Jones wins his first game in charge. Yeah. I fully understand that. But in my opinion, Graeme Jones has came to this football club and he's took by the scruff of the neck, something Steve Bruce hasn't done in the 18 months he's been here. So I'm sorry, like, but that's what I want. Uh, I mean, it's a slight negative, but I'm not going to have Graeme Jones after today um, be called out like that instantaneously yeah. after the game. And, and, and the fans, mate.
0: And the fans. The thing is, it's it's been too easy for too many so-called pros, too many... Too easy for so too many so-called journalists to have a pop at the Newcastle fans. You know, you're thinking of Chris Sutton, you're thinking of Robbie Savage and Co. Listen to the likes of Jay Humphrey, who come out again afterwards with a fantastic summary and assessment of of everything. Give Graham Jones rather than just knock him down. Give him some credit for coming in and making uh, an impact. Have have a look. I already know that what sort of formation. That Graham has played before. What's his preferred way of working? What's his um you know his MO type thing? And and then if you what then watch the match, it's obvious to make the you know to, to make the connections. There is no need to savagely attack the Newcastle fans. Say, so, oh, the Newcastle fans are happy, they've had a, a positive result, they've had a good game of football, they've been thoroughly entertained today, they're looking forward to the next match, and all he's thinking about is to try I and clean how how we can wind it up. Uh, how how we can get his own spin on it, and how we can make the next crisis? Because he sits there and think, well, if if I create something negative, it'll create clicks, it'll uh, make paper sales, it'll make this, that, and the other. Yeah. People like him need to be called out and, and, and pulled on the shit yeah. that they try, and they um, need to stop. Yeah, that's and, and and the, the greatest amazing. thing, if you're listening to, to this right, and you know if you're a Newcastle fan listening to it, you should just block him because you don't need stuff like that. He is not calling it as he sees it, because if he did, he'd call it in the same way as everybody else. There's people I respect in the game and who I will listen to and respect the opinions of. You're talking even like uh, your Mick Laws, your Supermax, I-, I like a lot of what they say on Gallagher shots, true faith. Um, there is people out there, there is journalists um, out there as well who I will listen and go to and respect their opinions, Liam. Uh, what you call them. And um, you know, there is people out there who you can respect and will give a balanced debate. And sometimes that will mean that you've got to critique. Sometimes you've got to call an egg an egg and all that sort of thing. But what he is trying to do today, mate, is to shaft the Newcastle fans. And yeah. it, it that has to stop. It's not on. It's not. It's an obsession by some people. And he's even said, mate, he's come out. He likes to do it. It's a pastime for him. Uh, and I think yes, it's a dominant indictment, indictment on the people who uh, who give him a job and give him a platform. But he's just been called out on the mate. He's been exposed as a fraud, yeah, and, as a lunatic, and, so. and as a wind-up uh, wind merchant. And yeah. he's not going to take the gloss of what is a fantastic day for Newcastle. We don't get too many of them, mate. We don't know when the next one uh, might come. We hope it's against, uh, you know... Um, Crystal Palace on Tuesday. We hope we can continue the fine work. But yeah, give credit uh, to the lad who's come in to, uh, to the coaching team. He's come in. It's not been easy for him. It's not been a welcome appointment because everybody wanted Bruce to go. But he's come in. He's tried his best. He's put some common sense in place. He's put his arms around a few players. He's implemented a system. He's implemented some set pieces and a little bit of football intelligence here and there. And he's got us a massive result. That, coupled with other teams failing to win today, has taken off a great deal of pressure. And it yeah. gives us a platform to build on towards getting 40 points. And that's all it is. It's a great, fantastic start. It's a good uh, platform. It stops the rot. It stops the 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 you know the, the streak. It was going to get as big as the Undertaker streak, I think, at, at one point. And it probably would have been if he hadn't have come in. You know, uh, the Undertaker would have been uh, griping about the, the record being broken by Steve faster bruce but at the end of the day, it's a positive, it's a happy day. And why these people can't be positive and happy for the fan base for once, I just don't know. But yeah, yeah fuck him and fuck the negative uh, people uh, that the shit stirrers and stuff like that. Like so if you're Chris Sutton's, you're Robbie Savages, uh, you're Luke Edwards and stuff like that, they can just literally go and, 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 and do one. Because I'm yeah. pleased, I'm happy, and every other person I've spoken to um, – about it yourself as well. Everybody's happy. and We've all got a smile on our face today. And it just goes to show you, us Geordies aren't a demanding bunch. You give us a victory and a little bit of hope and a little bit of something. Uh, and you see smiles all around. We're not exactly a bad bunch of fans, really, are we?
1: No, we're not. And I, I don't think any of that, if Luke Edwards was to listen to, listen to this podcast bark, I don't think he could take any of what we've said personally. I just think him coming at Newcastle fans like he has when it's probably the best I've seen it mood-wise for months and months and months and he's trying to stir the pot. I don't think he can take any of that personally. I just think he needs to I just think he needs to stop getting involved with such with such things like that and just and just crack on with his day. Or read the read the room mate, just read the flipping room. Uh when you yeah, do, do your job something just you know report something positive. You could report yeah. how well Kareem Jones has done, but you decided to have throw throw a stone in the flipping mix about, about about Steve Bruce and stuff, and it's just not really on. Um you said something about what Bruce said in his press conference, mate. What did he say?
0: Yeah, again, he's just just full of the fact that uh, it's um it's the same old thing. He's talking about, well, it's took us time. Because they were so used to uh, playing this way, and it took us time to to get this this uh, this new way of playing football into them. And he's trying to just pretend and, and map out like again, it's something that he's done and something that he's been working towards for this 18 month. He's blamed that again, still blamed the players for how they were, uh, you know, performing before, blaming Rafa Benitez, saying that that was the only play, way that they could play. Again, highlighting the limitations. So even in victory, mate, even in victory, he is still he still, he still wants having... To dig. Yeah, which is the totally and utterly opposite of what you need to do. You need to be making these players feel like they're 10 foot tall and they could walk through a mountain. Yeah? And side by side, there's nothing that we can't achieve. But he's well, still got to have his, his little digs. And, and again, it come across even on BT, he was sitting there going, well, I knew it was going to be a difficult job when I took it. It's not a difficult job, mate. It's not. If you serve up a team who has a go and try, it doesn't matter whether we win, lose or draw. We'll have you back. Every single player, every the manager, everything will back you. As
1: it. long as you're going with something. That's the go with thing.
0: something. Exactly, mate. Don't. Steve Bruce has a mindset where it's a pop at somebody all the time. It's a deflection constantly. You don't need to do that all of the time. Yeah, if you can serve up um some decent football and stuff, as we've proven today you'll make you'll make all Newcastle fans more th- th- than happy. The fact that you've been not listening to common sense, you've thrown the players under the bu- uh, under the bus, you've thrown the fans under the bu- bus and you say you're a Geordie with your checkered pass that you've got uh, and everything and your limitations. It just come across and it left a bad taste when I was watching it. I was really, really positive over the moon with everything else. He came on and it felt like you're on an aeroplane and somebody had opened the fucking door and you're like, shut the door, stop chatting your shit. I <laughs> want to get back to you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm rewinding the match back to watch the match again, just to continue on the good times and stuff yeah. like that. Um I really think at the moment with Steve Bruce, less is more. If you've got a good news story, which you which you have done with the lad who's come in, um, then why not let him speak and take the pressure off yourself? You know what I mean? Um, I -hmm. I just think that he feels that his nose has been pushed a little bit out of place and it's a big fucking nose to push out of place. Let's face it, mate. Um, But yeah, again, I didn't think that was needed by Bruce. I didn't think what you want about beforehand was needed off Luke Edwards. So sometimes, if you've got nothing better to say, don't say anything at all. (laughs) <laughs> and just let the good times come. I'm looking forward, mate, to the next game on Tuesday night. Well,
1: isn't that isn't that a nice thing, mate? Looking forward to the yeah. game. The one thing I wanted to really go in on before we wrapped up the podcast was like the 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 players proved a flipping point today. And I know Graham Jones has came in and he's implemented his t- his formation and we had a good tactic in that today. But doesn't that prove Steve Bruce so wrong over the past so many months? Because every press conference, the team were playing off fantastic. The superior were going to have to be good to beat them. All, um, not, never anything about our players, Paul. Always about the opposition, how great they are. Yep. Always downgrading our players. And even the media are picking up on it, saying the players aren't good enough, the players aren't good enough, the players aren't good enough. Well, guess what? The players proved they're and good enough today. They're all good enough to play on the front foot. They're all good enough to press. They're all good enough to win games. And they proved that today. And if, and like you says, mate, we're looking forward to Crystal Palace on Tuesday. I am. I'm rocking for it. Because if we play like yep. that, obviously Steve Bush could throw a spanner in the way it works. You could get jealous of what, um, what limelight that uh, Graham... <laughs> Joel Hinton up to top. <laughs> go, back, ...go back to five at the back. But... No mate, am I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to Tuesday because I know if we play like that, we'll give we'll give Crystal Palace a hell of a lot of problems mate yeah. but um and yeah that's I think the thing, that's, that's all
0: that's all you want mate a little bit of hope going into the next game well, that's you it. don't want to feel like that, that that despair and stuff like that and as long as Joe Linton doesn't get any more haircuts and do out stupid daft boy oh, um that. yeah That was absolutely stupid with what's going off. But as long as he doesn't do anything daft and stupid, as long as Bruce doesn't do anything crazy, uh, like putting Joel Linton up top, like, you know, something left field like that, um, then we should stand a decent chance. I know they've won today. That was a big result for them. Um, But us at home now, against a team that's around us, playing like that, if we get anywhere near that level, mate, we we stand a chance. We stand a chance.
1: We do, and it's it is it's a it's a nice positive, positive podcast, mate. It really is. Um, I think I've covered everything that I want to talk about. Um, I don't know, if, I don't know if you've got anything you want to mention uh, regarding the game, but it is, mate. It's just a lovely, lovely way to end the podcast. The players and Graham Jones have proved a flipping point to the media to everybody who's ever ever doubted us. Have proved Steve Bruce wrong, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. And long may it continue under under Graham. Yeah.
0: I mean, the only other thing I'd like to add before we do finish today, obviously there was two players today who was mysteriously, I would say, left out. No explanation so far to my knowledge, but obviously Matt Ritchie and DeAndre Yedlin were left out.
1: Ah, of... Yedlin. Yedlin. I know the, I know yeah, the yeah. case of Yedlin. Yedlin's got yeah. the Gallagher rights being confirmed. in the. So I like, just, so just like the fact,
0: up. you know, you can argue and and we debate about are these the greatest uh, players, this, that and the other. Matt Ritchie and John Edlin in the Championship were fantastic for Newcastle. Um, probably more so Richie, than uh, than Yedlin, but he's produced some fantastic uh, fantastic moments, some time, some great memories, some great goals. Yeah. Uh, being model professionals, never complained, this, that and the other. And uh, if they do go on to complete their moves, which is what's been suggested
1: Uh,
0: I just just want to say thanks thank you for the service Um, and I think nobody would have negative things to say about them I know uh, Yedlin has his defensive frailties. I know probably uh, Richie's going to be more sorely missed than Yedlin Um, I understand you know he's got six months left on his contract we've got two right backs technically and somebody else who can play there if needs be so I understand why it's being done I hope this means that we can bring some more players in, but I just wanted to put uh, my thanks, especially for the championship season.
1: Yeah. Fantastic.
0: They've given the all for Newcastle, mate. They've not uh, robbed us like some players have done. They've not gone on strike. They've not sulked if they've not been in the team. Um, and, and they've given given the all, and that's all yeah. that any Newcastle fan will ever ask of any football player. Give your all, and we'll take you to your heart forevermore. So, if they do go before the next podcast, then thank you, lads, for everything that you've done for yeah. uh, Castle United.
1: We'll, we'll probably tribute them more if they have left by then, but, I mean, Yezman is a, a model professional, as you know, but I've always always loved Matt Ritchie. That championship season, the first promotion season, he was he was brilliant for Newcastle. Probably Matt. man. Proper um, bloke, mate. Fought for every, fought for every blade of grass uh, for Newcastle United. Battered corner flags, scored some important goals, and you could just tell how much it meant to Matt Ritchie, mate. Honestly, uh, yeah, not one of the best footballers I've ever seen. Couldn't beat a man um, to save his life. Had the pace of a snail, um, but uh, he'll outbomb about mate. As, as, as he, he it, go back down there, and he'll do as, fantastic. Yeah. As commitment goes, mate, I, I haven't seen much more of a committed player in recent years than Matt Ritchie. He gave everything he had, um, and he, he led. He led with the heart, with his heart on his sleeve, and stuff. Didn't make a mug of himself in the press or or, or or say silly or do silly things like out, and, out in the public. Leader, and, yeah, just a pure leader, led on and off the field fantastically, and uh, yeah, a complete model professional. Um, and it, it, and he will be a miss i know he's had a couple of bad performances this season but i'm not going to let that tarnish the, the 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 four seasons he really had well up here um oh, same goes to yedlin as well obviously he fell off kind of form wise after the promotion season but those two seasons made he was a really good right back so yeah um kudos to both and i hope both have um good luck well the best of luck in the, the futures whether it's Bournemouth Gal- Galatasaray or, or if someone else comes in for them best yeah. of luck bit, them both on that. Bit, bit,
0: bit of a difference between the two clubs like isn't there but uh, it is. yeah, clearly, clearly Richie's gone it, it's, it's a hard thing I know you spoke before about finishing his career down on the south coast whether it be with Bournemouth or Portsmouth and stuff like that but I just wanted it to go on record he scored some cracking goals I mean the volley against Bournemouth itself um, everything he did in the championship season to get somebody like him in the championship, Um it was a bit of a a, a coup for us. It was a necessary player. He was such an important part of that machine. And Yedlin, with the pace that he had, he frightened players week in, week out. Yes, he's defensively, you can see he's not he's not the best, and and this, that, and the other. But, yeah, wish them nothing but the best. There's some players, like Ashraf Lazar, I can't wait till the call. Can't wait. You know, there's rumours about AC Milan after Lazar and Newcastle to pay him off. Yeah. I, no. I know. I nearly, I, I nearly choked when I read that. But um, no, with, with these two players, I wish them nothing but the very, very best. Yeah. And I think they'll be fondly remembered by by Newcastle fans yeah, in the large.
1: they their memories here. Yeah. Um, yeah. For Richie, the goals that he scored against Burton stick out to me. Uh, the one against Man United in the promotion season. Um, Battering the corner flag off some poor bloke's uh, bollocks against Chelsea. Uh, the last goal that was seen in St. James's Park the day live. Um, just a complete model professional, whereas Yedlin, he's diving head against Bournemouth. Um, Come on, City one. The, yeah, the Man City goalie scored. There's some good memories from both. So, so yes, it's it's fantastic, and it's another. It's a good way to end the podcast, I mate. Mean, just tributing them too, and yeah. obviously fantastic three points under um, Graham Jones slash Steve Bruce, if whatever whichever way you want to take. It. But I personally think it's them, um, Steve Jones. But we'll crack on. But um, yeah. Um, that's a, that's the best way to end the podcast mate, so hopefully we'll go into Thursday when we do the next podcast another positive one It's always, all, the positive one's always the best ones. it's the one me, me and Paul enjoy the most um, so yeah, we'll love you and leave you for the weekend, hope you um, have a good start next week and that, and yeah we'll see you next Thursday, see you later everyone.
0: Yeah, keep it tuned, don't get an echoed <laughs>